There's no laugh track, <laughs> and you can't. We hope you come back. <laughs> Bring a snack <laughs> and a half rack, cause it's no, it's no, it's no laugh track. But you can say fuck in other words because it's the internet. <laughs> You're going to get whatever the fuck you get on no laugh track. <laughs> Ladies <Yay>! and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, is there about a better start to the show than just now? I don't think so. That was, uh, yeah, I just say uh, I've been working on that all week. <laughs> wow. I better in- introduce you right away then. That was yeah. Elliot Max on the mic. I'm Elliot Max. I'm on, on the mic. That. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, I should have done. Hey, God, this is all new. Yeah, I forget. See, I'm really old, so I forget that this is this is t- 2012. Wait, I'll do it again. <laughs> no laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> It can hope you come back. <laughs> I'm a white guy trying to be black. <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass kicked out back. We're singing this song. There you go. Wow, <laughs> well, you friggin' nailed it. Yeah, I mean, you man. fucking nailed it. Yeah. Pardon me. Friggin' Yeah, we're going to try to swear as much as possible because yeah. we can, right? Because my mom, she doesn't listen to the internet. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> No, it's, it's the de- work of the devil <laughs> yeah, for her. We, yeah. It's like that, there's pictures coming out of this thing that you interact with, and it's like, that, that can't be We right. learned from Saturday Night Live, I think that was like, you know, 30 years ago, that old people fear, the, uh, fear computers, so... I look at, yeah, yeah, I look at technology like witchcraft. I hear you. Yeah, it should be burned. Well, I'm going to introduce myself as well. Oh. I don't know why people would just, like, stumble across this. I guess, you know, with my background in radio, yeah. I feel like I, I need to do that, and maybe I don't. But my anyway, I'm Justin Severson. I'm the producer on the KQ Morning Show. This is No Laugh Track, Acme's official podcast. I have two guests today, two guests, Elliot Max and uh, his son, Joe Larson. Joe, sing a song. There's no laugh Do you do the beatbox? Hey, I did that. <laughs> that's my bit, man. I wrote that bit. You see, that's the whole thing. You know, the kid steals all your crap, yep. mm-hmm. takes it to New York, all my best bits, like no laugh track. Yeah. I've been doing that for six, seven years already. <laughs> I was doing that back in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, back in the Catskills. Yeah. 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 Me and Vic Damone, we, yeah. we did that. I did that with Tony Bennett. Sammy oh, yeah. loved that on one, One of he? his Duets, yeah. yeah, you check out duets with Tony Bennett. <laughs> yeah, some of the outtakes, and it's me. And there's Tony. It's like, hey, baby, and I'm like, no laugh track. He's like, yeah, baby. It's a, yeah, he's. You really, know, now it's all. I, that, you guys did that on the Grammys, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, it was, no, it was the Grannies. The Grannies. We did it on. It was. Uh, it's a different kind of show. It's Grannies just, and Grampies. Just with old ladies uh, in the audience, and Tony Bennett. He he he's, he he. Picks one at random and 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 does it right there in front of the other grannies, <laughs> and it's a really weird. It was a, I didn't like it. Not at it all. It's not a good show. No. 
So today is uh, Thursday. Normally I do the show on Wednesdays, but I had a little something going on yesterday, so I appreciate yeah? you guys uh, coming on? in today. What was going yeah. on? I have a, uh, I have a million jobs. I, uh, first of all, I'm a father. Which yeah, is very important. My not, number one that's job. Not that important. No, I know. no it yeah. isn't. I, I'm a father, and look yeah. what happened to me. I exactly. know. I know. Well, I have two daughters. Yeah. So, God, I hope they don't end up in radio. But um, <laughs> I got my radio gig. I've got this job, and I also am a. Uh, this isn't. This hasn't come up on the podcast yet. I'm a vendor, a beer vendor, at. Uh, the Twins games. Well, that would be the most important. Right, thing. I do yeah. it at the um, at the at Target so, Field. So you were doing the game yesterday. Yep, yeah. I do it at the Metrodome and also at Wild Games at the XL. So yesterday there was a day game over at Target Field where the Twins got stomped. Around, yes, uh, beer guy. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why you're drinking and thin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Quite a combination. Uh huh. Yep. Beer in hand. So uh, so there was a day game yesterday. So I had to go work that. Now I'm here working this, but. This is much more enjoyable, so thank you guys. And uh, so you've done two nights so far this week? I have no idea. I'm really... Let's it let... been two nights? It's been two nights. Two nights, yeah. And then we do, like, a couple more. Yeah. We do three more. Yeah. You're at Acme Comedy Co. <laughs> That's yes. right. They what, did they run out of money and they, they decided to go co? Yeah. The sign on the stage says Acme Comedy Co. It does say co. Mm-hmm. Co. They couldn't just make the letters a little bit, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or have a third line. Yeah. Or club. They could have called the Acme Comedy Club. Was there a infringement thing? Well, I think that there's code dot, so that would just be cluh. If you could cluh, because you couldn't get the whole B. You couldn't get the B on there. There's only room for three. But why would you call it company anyway? Maybe, Maybe the CEO is for confusion. Could be. I think it's a Twitter thing where there was only a certain amount of characters. Oh, uh, maybe he was. He was. This was before the internet. This. Yeah. Con- this. He was. He was on to something. He didn't have it quite together. But right. dot com. Yeah, there you he, go. He's he got the co yeah. dot. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. was like going. He was like on the forefront, and Bill Bill Gates came in like he did to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Stole that And shit. Lewis Lee was sitting here going, yeah. "I'm on the. I know what I'll do. I'm I'll on flip the these. verge exactly. of technology." And then Bill Gates, the Antichrist, comes in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stole it, put an M in there, and said, "No, it's mine now." Yeah, and I own the world. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what we're going to do today. Is badmouth Bill Gates. Nice. So let's yeah. get started. I love that guy. That's you know, actually. Uh, you want to tear down the richest man in the world? Yeah. <laughs> Today, uh, yesterday, was the 40th anniversary of Atari. Did you have an Atari, Joe? No, I didn't. No? I had no. a comedian for a father. We didn't have things. <laughs> <laughs> we did a story in the morning show that it was the 40th anniversary of Atari, and uh, Bill Gates worked for Atari. Yeah. Did he? And then left, uh, you know, and made billions, and Atari basically broke. Made Xbox. Yeah. I met Bill Stole Gates. It. I sat on a couch with Bill Gates, like I'm sitting here next to Joe. Yeah, and uh, I was working for their company. They doing some big convention thing at Moscone Center in San Francisco, and I was one of the characters in this. Uh, they put on little goofy skits and stuff to entertain, to, to make these conventions not so boring. Yeah. And I'm sitting on the couch, they want to do a little video skit with me. And they're waiting, you know how cameras, they always have a lot of waiting time. You're waiting for the lights to get set sure. up and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there with the richest man in the world. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, quite possibly the poorest man in the world. <laughs> I'm looking at him. And we've got nothing to talk about. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And he's like, he's, I don't know if you know, but he's like 
semi-retarded. There's something going on with him. <laughs> what? No, what? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. They had a guy looking him in the face, like uh, like inches from his face, going, "Bill, now what we're doing now? No way. Is you are taking off your shirt. You're going to put on a clean shirt." And then we're going to sit you down next to that man over there. <laughs> and then you're going to say these words, Bill. And they took me aside and said, whatever you do, don't be funny. What? If Bill gets the giggles, we can't finish the shoot. That's because hilarious. he will continue to giggle. He, they, I mean, he's really whacked. And um, <laughs> I'll probably get sued for this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. No, You're they can't sue the me for something true. You're attacking the puppet. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. they actually, like... Took a shirt off of him, put it on, because he's got this entourage that just walks around and looks him in the eye all the time. And <laughs> this one guy, this keeper, who tells him every move he's making. Now, he's probably not at home. You know, he's married. He's got a wife. She'll tell him to do that stuff. Well, but You don't need to be road, retarded to have your wife tell you that. Yeah, on the road, this guy does this. And I was just going, wow, this guy, he's like... You know why Elvis died on the crapper? Because, you know, he got up and the colonel was just going, eat this pill, eat that pill, mm -hmm. you know, sing. Oh, I'm singing, I'm down, you know. And he just died. <laughs> and when, yeah, I guess when you get that busy and that, that rich, you just, you, you don't even think. That's amazing. You just walk around like, uh, like an object. Wow. Did yeah. you, uh, so you, you didn't talk to him at I, all? I know they told me not to. They, they were afraid I'd be funny. And then he'd start to giggle because he had to say a line to me, you know. And the line, I don't remember what the line was. It was really something real simple like, uh, uh, hi, hi uh, Mr. Uh, oh, no, I said, dude, I was this kind of this uh, hippie character that thought the convention was actually a rock and roll concert of an old band that I used to like. And sure. And crash in the party. Sure. And so I'm all dressed up like with long, you know, long hair and, and this hippie wig. And I'm supposed to go, hey, like, dude, can you give me some backstage passes? And he's supposed to just say something like, no, I don't think I, I can. I'm like, well, all right, you're, you're all right. But, uh, you know, something like that. Real simple. Yeah. And it took us like 15 takes for him to go. <laughs> <laughs> they go, no, Bill, talk now. Yeah. Talk now. You know, like. They should just, have had somebody else do it so he could just steal that line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they, you know, uh, no one's patience runs out when you're dealing with the richest person in the country. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. No, they, it was all about him. It was his yeah. Yeah. his convention. Yeah. You know. So. No, take 900. Go. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So how have the shows been the last two nights? Good. It's Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is like one. This is my favorite club in the entire world. I'm not because we're here. This is just, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Minneapolis audiences, you people are the oddest people on the face of the planet. Would mm -hmm. you like to talk, Joe? No. Because I've been talking you the go, whole time. You go right ahead. <laughs> no, but you got people here. There's like grandma and grandpas that come in here that you expect, if you were in any other state, would be like grandma and grandpas. Mm -hmm. But these people go, oh, I love that thing you did about anal sex. That was so funny. <laughs> There's something about long winters and sausage that makes you a little bit looser, I think. They're just yeah. crazy people out here, you know. Where are this, you guys from? Uh, the West Coast. Uh, West, uh, Seattle. Seattle. But, yeah, there's like, uh, you guys produced Garrison Keeler and Prince. Oh, uh, yeah. Which gives you an mm -hmm. idea. That's odd. Mm-hmm. 
That's a town that is going to be different from any other town. And everything in between. Yeah. yeah. Garrison, yeah. And, Keeler, and Prince. And so I love the audiences here because you don't know what to expect. You do know what to expect. They're going to be the best. That's awesome. Absolutely the best. Elliot, how many times have you been? Have you performed here? Well, the last Or just time in I, Minneapolis in general? Uh, last time I performed here was about 1995. Really? Uh-huh. And since then you were uh, locked up somewhere? Actually, yeah. I walked away from it in the middle of a two-week run. I just walked away. I uh, had a nervous breakdown, and it just crashed, and it's when I can't do this anymore. And I decided to be a stock trader. I was a day trader for three years. Really? Yeah. And I lost, uh, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of dollars until we were uh, so far in debt, I had to go get a gig. So I started working on ships. And I hadn't even talked to Lewis in like 12 years, the owner of the club. Yeah, yeah. And he thought I'd left because they had a parade for me the week I was here. Um, <laughs> they had a fake parade. I wish wait you a could, second. I wish you could see the wait, face. Wait, 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 wait a second. That's you? Mm-hmm. I'm the parade guy. That's you? Yeah. I know that story. Yes. You're okay. kidding me. Uh, I'm the guy. That was... <laughs> see, back in the 90s... No I, way. I was like an actually almost promising comedian. and <laughs> Oh, my freaking... No and, way. That's and, you? Yeah. And so nope. they, they actually liked me. They said, and they, I was, me and Stanhope were like their favorite two comedians. And they said, let's pull a joke on Elliot. Because he, I don't know, I don't know why they didn't do it to Stanhope. Probably because Stanhope's so weird, he wouldn't. Probably, you know, they were probably scared of him. Well, yeah. Retaliation. Whatever. So they made a float for me. Yeah, and please tell to oh, me. God, and, yeah. and they told, and uh, Nick Swartzen yeah. was the MC. Yeah, I know. And Swartzen's dressed up as a ballerina in a tutu. Yeah. He's on one of those ducks that you see in parks with a spring on the bottom that kids rock on. Yes. That's on the front of the p- float. And I'm in this big rattan chair. You get it like Pier 1 Exports. And um, they gave me a big bag of candy to throw to the kids. And. And uh, I'm thinking, this is weird. They go, and we'll find the parade. We're having trouble finding it, but don't worry about it. We'll find the parade. There's no parade. They say, it's harvest day. We, every, we have to do it every year. Yeah, harvest day. Yeah. And so I'm throwing candy to these kids, and the kids would run to the candy, and then their mothers would look at the float and grab their kids and yank them away from the candy. <laughs> and I'll explain why they did this later. We do this for hours. Finally, we stop at a 7-Eleven. I go, I got to get some beer or something. This is the longest. You know, we're never finding it. So me and Nick are drinking beer, and we're throwing candy. And um, we get done. Dave Mordahl organized the whole thing. I know he did. And Mordahl, when we get back, he goes, Elliot, I got something to show you. And on the back of the float, it says, the Elliot Max coming out parade. (laughs) And this is a great practical joke. What... Mordahl didn't realize is when you're on the road, it is so boring that anything that breaks up the day yeah. is wonderful. And I just, he, I wasn't, I wasn't pissed off. And Mordahl got pissed off because I wasn't pissed off. He's, you son of a bitch! We put a week's worth of work <laughs> yeah. into this. You're supposed to be pissed. I know. He, and he, I'm like Dave. <laughs> This is the most fun I've had on the road <laughs> in, in years. And I, why would I be pissed? I mean, I'm sorry. I would. I, can I try it again? You know? <laughs> oh, my take God. Two. <laughs> take two. I'll pretend I'm pissed. Fake parade, take two. But then I realized, oh, no one of these moms are yanking their kids away. It's a gay parade, you know, because this oh was 15, yeah. 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. You know, when people weren't. Well, now, so the gay pride parade is a big thing. 
well, it's not a solitary parade. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge yeah, now. It's creepy. <laughs> so it was just this creepy float with this guy. Yeah. And so you don't want your kids eating the no. candy. You no don't know who this way. guy is. Yeah, it's true. It's that too. Yeah. It wasn't just homophobia. Yeah. It was yeah. it was creepy guyophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was all day long, man. And we just had a blast. They drove you all around town, didn't they? Yeah. And Swartzen, you know, he's nuts. Yeah. He was on that duck <laughs> with his wand and we're rocking back and forth. Yeehaw, oh, yeah. For oh, I, I, it is, I'm blown away that the, I had no idea. Well, I had no he, idea. I just. Four days later, I walk out of this club because I had literally, I, 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 I just came apart. Oh, I no. Couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I just, my mind broke. And and it's not sad. It just broke. You yeah. know, it breaks. Sure. So I just had, uh, I just walked away. And they thought, I just left a note in the condo and said, I can't do it anymore, Louis. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I didn't even call him. I couldn't call because, you know, when, when you do something that horrible, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I was screwing him over. And, yeah. But I couldn't help it. Yeah. And so I just left. And I was so embarrassed I couldn't say anything. So for years, Louis thought, it was, I was pissed about the parade. Sure. And, no, the parade was a beautiful thing. It, I was touched that they would go to that kind of work for me. I, you know, I was just like, well, you guys are the most beautiful people. I love these people. Here. I just heard that's this story. Uh, Probably boy. from Mordahl. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if you know, but I work with Mordahl. He works on the uh, KQ Morning Show that, mm-hmm. I, that I work on. So, uh, you know, we're, I see him every day. And Kermit... Appeal. Appeal was at Acme uh, within the last few months. He's in studio, and then after the show, Mordahl and Kermit are out talking, and they're swapping old stories, and then this, your story came up, and I heard the whole thing within the last two months, and he's told me about uh, Nick and the tutu, and how Dave had, uh, you know, like, he's really handy, so he had put together the float, and he had all these weird pieces. He stole the thing from from a playground, like the springy horse thing. and then attached it. Yeah. It's uh, the work that they put into this was and amazing. They videotaped it. Apparently, there's videotape of this thing going around. Yeah, somewhere. Kermit claims he has it, but he 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 is not sure where it is. I was on a deal. I'm stealing this whole thing from you, Joe. Edit oh. Joe in a little bit later. I'll <laughs> sure, but if I don't say the story now, yeah. no, seriously, would you do that, Josh? <laughs> Kermit Apio talks me into going to Austin, Minnesota. To the spam factory because he's the one. Hawaiian, you know yeah. those guys are nuts about spam. Oh, I know. And so I go with this guy Greg Langer, who is like a really great guy that just kind of hung out at the club. He was like a club. I don't know. He just hung out. It wasn't a groupie. Is a bad thing. But he was, but he was here like a groupie. But he wasn't. He was a really neat guy. Yeah. And in, and he might show up this weekend. I'm hoping. Because yeah. I really like him. He's a good egg. And um, he went with us. We go down to Austin. And we're in the mall, and I'm telling Kermit about this book I just read, The Tao of Pooh. Oh, yeah, I remember Winnie that the Pooh. Didn't not, read it, but not I've... Poop. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Poo, yep. And it's, it's a wonderful book that explains Taoism to, pe- to people who've never been... Ex- yeah, through, for dummies. Through the story of Winnie the Pooh and the characters. And it's great. It's marvelous. And I'm explaining it to him as we're walking through the mall. This is before we get to the, the Spam Factory Museum. And the three of us are walking along, and Greg says, I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay, so we walk in and I'm into the bathroom room and not really paying attention greg's gonna do his thing but we don't want, so kermit and i walk in the bathroom too we're standing there talking about the Tao of Pooh. Mm-hmm. 
and nobody says anything, but everybody sees. There's a man at the urinal with his pants around his ankles. He's dropped his pants. Not everybody, I don't know if you girls know this, but most men just un- unzip yeah. your fly and then you take your penis out and pee. I think, yeah, once you get past the age of four or five. Right. So instead like of dropping a four-year-old, your pad, his, these are around his ankles. He's mm-hmm. a grown man. There's this pasty white ass <laughs> looking at us. Mm-hmm. And none of us say a word. And I continue to, to describe Taoism to Kermit while Langer goes into the stall yeah. and he does his business and he comes back out and we just go outside the bathroom. And again, nothing is, nobody said a word. The guy at one point turns, looks at us and smiles. <laughs> and we, we, we don't acknowledge this. And yeah. we walk through the mall yeah. and we walk all the way through the mall. We're halfway through the parking lot to the car when Langer finally says, did anybody see what I saw? And the tension relief. We were laughing so hard that we literally were fought, we were in a fetal position in the middle of the parking lot laughing. Yeah. They would have yeah. all peed their pants had they not been around their ankles. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had never seen that. And Kermit and I had then a contest that week to see who got to have the bit. Oh, uh, yeah, and because we were co-headlining, and uh, whoever told the bit the best by the end of the week, we'd switch off every every show, and he'd do his version, and then I'd do my version, and he won, so he got the bit. Oh, that's and fantastic. he actually does it in his acts from time to time. Really, and it's a funny, funny bit. Yeah, uh, that's just, very similar to what just happened to me hearing two different versions of the float story. Yeah, oh. I've heard like five different versions of it, and it's so fascinating because like when I. When I hadn't started comedy yet, Last Comic Standing came on the air, and Dave Mordell was on. Right. And uh, my dad goes, hey, it's Dave. And I go, like, you know anybody famous. You're like, fuck <laughs> you, Dad. No, you didn't say that. No. You, you went, uh-huh. I went, oh, right. And in his head went, yeah. my dad's full of shit. Yeah. Yeah, my right. dad doesn't know people famous. He's, mm-hmm. he's an asshole. <laughs> exactly. So, And then I, I saw that uh, I really enjoyed Dave, and so I saw he was coming to town to giggle, so I was going to go see him. And my dad goes, ah, if you see him, say hi. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, asshole. And then he tells me the, the float story, and I'm like, that's hilarious. And then I see on Dave Mortal's website, it's his funniest moment off stage because some interview, and it says this float I did on, in Minneapolis. Oh, no kidding. Like, and so I go to the thing, and uh, he asked the MC who was driving him to the club, uh, is Elliot going to be there? He goes, no, no, but his kid's going to be there. And he goes, ah, no way. And he goes, what's this kid look like? I want to meet his kid. And he goes, oh, you'll you'll notice him. So he walks in the door, and I'm 19, 20 years old. I'm very nervous. And he just turns to me and goes, hey, you Elliot's kid? <laughs> uh, yeah. Where the fuck's your dad? <laughs> so we, we start chatting. I go, hey, I saw this thing on your website about a, a float. Did your dad not tell you about that? Fuck that guy. You know how hard I worked on that piece of shit float? <laughs> Son of a bitch. And... <laughs> so that's my first. So that was my second time with the story. Third time with the story, I come here and talk to uh, Lewis. Lewis tells me about the float story. It's very similar to my dad's interpretation, except for he thought that it fucked up my dad and his relationship with the club. Right. Uh, last time I heard the story uh, was I was here a couple years back and I was at a bar with some local comics and Nick was there. And yeah. so we start chatting and I go, hey, Nick, I don't know if you know, remember this, but uh, uh, there was a float uh, that was, and he goes, yeah, Dave Mordell tricked me to be on that float. Fuck that guy. If I had a gun, I'd shoot him in the face. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> so Nick and Dave are pissed about it, and Lewis and my dad are cool with it. Wow. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things ever. Joe I, comes home from this meeting with Mordahl, though, at the club. Yeah. And says, Dad, you really know that guy. That guy knew you. Yeah. And I realize that for 20 years, I'd been telling stories. Like, about Robin my, first, my and- first time on stage... At an open mic, I had to follow Robin Williams. No kidding. And these are stories that sound fantastical, right? But, they, you know, when you're old, stuff happens to you. Sure. You know, and there wasn't many people in comedy, so stuff like that happened all the time. You know, I'd sit out and hang out with Jay Leno, and he helped me fill out a resume so I could write for Jimmy J.J. Walker. You hey, know, hey. And stuff like that. None of these guys remember me because I was just this hangers-on sure. guy. Yeah. You know, some do, you know, from later on, but early on, not. And I would tell my kids these stories, and I thought they believed me. Yeah. And then I realized when he came home from the Dave Mordahl story, for 20 years, my kids have been going, you're so full of shit. So full of shit. You are just the blowhard. You're just, my dad's full of shit. You shouldn't have lied about everything else to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah. Had, my dad had an answer for everything growing up. So as a kid, there was always an answer. We had a question, there's an answer. And it's a lie, yeah. but it's an answer. And so we'd go to school, first year of grade, and they'd ask a question. And we'd, oh, we know the answer to that one. And he raised our hand. Wow. Mr. and Mrs. Larson, you have very creative children. Uh, <laughs> We're calling CPS. Yeah. What happened was happen- I went to once. college for a couple of years, <laughs> and I did not major in science, history, or anything like that. I majored in creative writing. Okay. And so you go to your strengths. Sure. Your child <laughs> says, Dad, why is there air? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> a long time ago, there was a man who invented air. His name was, and you tell the story. Yeah, the I didn't realize how badly this was screwing him up. Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't to be mean. I thought it was kind of fun and cute. Right. Like, um, I used to read in the story of uh, Pinocchio, but I pronounced Pinocchio, Pinocchio Penicchio, and 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 Geppetto. Did you ever Gepp- get teased for that, Joe? And my daughter was asked to read the story in, like, third grade, you know, as they all read out loud. And she starts reading about Panachio and Geppetto. And the teacher's like, I think she's dyslexic or <laughs> yeah. something. And she's like, no, it's, it's Geppetto. No, it's Geppetto. My dad. My dad. Yeah, he re- yeah. tells me all the time. I didn't know yeah. I was screwing him up. I didn't know that stuff. Yeah. Oh, crap. You know, we, we almost got CPS called on, on him once. He was, we, there was a neighbor moving in two, <laughs> two doors down. And uh, <laughs> we, were, we were out playing in the yard, right? And, uh, and it was dinner time or something like that. And he goes, uh, kids, get inside or I'll saw your legs off or something like that, right? You get out of the goddamn street or I'm sawing your legs yeah, off. That's what it was. And we're, we laugh and keep playing. Right. And, you know, we, you know, and this lady comes marching up. Like the moving trucks are out and they're moving stuff in. She comes marching up, comes right over the front. Hi, I'm your new neighbor and I work for CPS. Oh, and I don't <laughs> And if you do anything to those children. I'm like, lady, look, they're laughing. They got legs. Yeah. Lighten up. Yeah. Yeah. And she she didn't have kids then either. A couple years later, she had kids and she came up and she went, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, you know her. Yeah. yeah. I, as a parent, I know the sense of humor yeah. changes as yeah, far sorry. as that stuff I, goes. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, but along the uh, <clears throat> you just said about screwing up the kids with these tall tales. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, I we did a little sleepover with uh, my daughters, and we, we, uh, we put a tent up in the backyard. Yeah. And then my daughter, Megan, who is uh, six years old, was like, we should tell ghost stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she, I said, okay, go first. And I, I wish I could really remember it. I, I wish I was had been well, recording you made it. A good choice in having her go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you know the level you of story. The yeah, you don't go into some Stephen King yeah. thing yeah. where the kid is all of a sudden the blood mm-hmm. drains yeah. from their face yeah. and it's like they're and there's them. bones right oh, underneath the tent. What happened? I'm telling you. So she tells a story and it's it's really long and very detailed. I mean, I I was blown away. This is something I want to do every weekend now. I mean, I just it was fascinating the, the how much imagination she had my other daughter is four then she went the details were and it was funny it was unbelievable and then it was my turn and i started telling the story about i don't remember if this was the first or second but we did a couple rounds of telling Mm -hmm. stories man yeah and and at one point (laughs) i told a story about uh I, I mixed up the names of the the kids in this story. I, I was like, well, anyway, that does that part doesn't even matter. But the point was, it was I was going to teach them a lesson about eating healthy in, with my scary story. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that that there was these two little girls that would always wanted candy. Good to and, base and, it on your kids. That's and, always a good way to start your scary story. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Oh no, it, no. Okay, well then I will go back and say that. I said. I said. It was named Meg. Yeah. They were. That's what I said. But I reversed the ages. I was like, the six-year-old is Anna, and the four-year-old was Megan. And their parents always told them that they should eat their vegetables and not eat so much candy. Do you know how many years of therapy? I, I know. Now I realize that after you told your story, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and your kids are saying, uh, Pin- you know, Pinocchio incorrectly and so i told this story about uh, uh one of those little girls uh would eat so many chips that she would wake up each day and her skin started getting hard and then soon her fingernails turned into potato chips this sound familiar Joe? and then her Fair. skin I've heard this story and then and then it got to the point where the one sister actually ate the other sister and then it turned into it turned her into a piece of bacon cannibalism yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you want to do is involve yeah. them in cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Especially at four years old when your main mode of fighting is biting. I don't even know yeah. what it is when you kill a sister. Siblicide? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So, yeah, and and uh, Megan, who was six, she was she was getting it. But I, you know, I looked up, you know, here and there at, at Anna, who's four. I've never seen so much terror in someone's face. She was just looking at me like you, like I was, you know, telling the truth. I actually, yeah. at the end, I did go back and say, like, you don't worry, you know, your skin is not going to turn into a potato chip, and no one's going to eat you. But I- well, you've taught her everything in life. Like, there's nothing in life she's really learned except for the things that you and your wife have told her. So you are, you are God to her. So God just said. If you eat too many potato chips, your sister's going to eat you. Yeah, you're going to turn into one. Yeah, Universal Studios Tours. Yes, I was just about to say this one. <laughs> My son is, what are you, nine years old about if this that, point? Emily that. was three. Yeah, probably nine. And uh, we go into the backdraft thing, which was a popular movie. Now, I don't even know if they uh, would have the ride anymore or the oh, I tour. Oh, I but it's all fire. 
-hmm. It was a Ron Howard film. Yes. And it was about fire. And so the whole thing is built up 10,000 degrees of fire. And I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this probably isn't exciting enough for my nine-year-old son already. So I decided to pump it up a little bit, crank it up, you know. 10,000 degrees of flame, you know. They actually put you in that. And it's one of the most dangerous things there ever was. And people have not made it through. Right. Died. Oh, yeah. People I, die on this thing. I and plan on putting that fire out with the tears streaming out of my eyes. <laughs> they did the first demonstration in the dark, and I realized I can't find my son. Oh, no. And we're supposed to go on to the next room, and I'm looking around. Where the hell is my son? Yeah. My wife's got the kid, the girls, and I'm looking around. There's Joe in the back of the room just crying his ass off because the next room is 10,000 degrees of fire and we're all going to die. die. I don't know how many degrees it takes to burn a human being, but I know that it's less than 10,000. Yeah, yeah. He already knows not to trust die. No. My whole family's going to die right here. I actually tied this kid on a tricycle. I tied him to a dog. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought that'd be cool. He could ride the trike. And the dog would pull him. But a trike is not a good pulling machine because it's on a tripod. And so, of course, it flipped him. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. and scraped him, face, turned him into first. a pizza. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My dad decided to make a, uh, ru- uh, a one of those zip lines in our backyard. <laughs> right? He's, 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 With what? Well, you know, normally uh, it'd be... Coat hanger. Uh, uh it was it was it was nylon coat like nylon clothesline right figuring this this will work I'll tie it extra tight and so he want you know I why would he try it first so uh, he climbs us up in the tree and he goes well this is a light kid I'm sure he'll be <laughs> well. so he puts me on this and grab hold now do not let go whatever you do don't let go just get all the way to the other side don't let go and so I go okay and I grab hold and this guy knows what he's doing, right? So I guess I'll just grab hold and I jump, and the thing just—I mean—immediately straight down and just straight. bam! <laughs> it was like an eight-foot drop, yeah. head first yeah. into the dirt. <laughs> yep. And this kid's gonna trust me with ten thousand degrees. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Why is he doing this? Yeah. I took him to the ocean. I was gonna teach him how to boogie board, but we didn't have a boogie board, so I, I bent a air mattress over in half so and I stick spring. him in a wave and of course the air mattress is so small it unsprings right. and launches a nose dive right into the ocean yes. into the wave lungs full of tumbling, water lungs full of water <laughs> my, two, my two daughters just run they run the opposite yeah, direction yeah. into the sand dunes and hide from me <laughs> like daddy's gonna kill us I bet they did how often do you guys uh, work together? For uh, first time? No, no, we did we did a few shows together in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. But Joe's in New York. I'm in Seattle, and and on the ships a lot. So uh, uh, we don't get to work together very often. This is a real treat. Why me. this week? Hmm? Why why uh, why this week? I I called Lewis after 20 years, and I I was I said I'm sorry. You know, I I just I lost my mind, and I want to do this again. I can't stand these ships anymore, and I want to be creative before the world comes to an end for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I thought, 
will maybe be nice enough to give me an MC slot or a middle slot or something, you know? Maybe you'd forgive me because mm. this was a terrible thing to do to a club owner. Sure. That sounds like it. Yeah. And um, he goes, Elliot, it's so great to hear your voice, man. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about Headline and Joe. This is so cool that, in fact, I'm trying him out. I'm doing a, like two nights during the week to try him out to headline like about a month ago. Okay. And he said, how about you guys co-headline? And I'm like, co-headline? I was, I was hoping to just, maybe I could do guest sets or something. Sure. But the owner here is, he's a, he's a cool dude. He's yeah, a cool absolutely. Dude. He's a Minnesotan. You know, he's, he's nice. Well, that's really neat. Yeah, it's really cool. Is there anything planned besides this week? For the uh, two of you? No. No, this isn't like, you know, this is not a fun. If, if you're listening to this and thinking this is a father-son show, I, I, I've had more than one nervous breakdown. I'm meant, I have problems. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it's very apparent after watching my show that there's some issues. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so this is not one of those touchy-feely father-son yeah. shows. Wow. Which night it's can more I like one of those touchy-feely father-son shows. <laughs> <laughs> Good touch, bad yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, different, there's a big difference there. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. So have you headlined here before, Joe? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you been in town for that i've been here five times yeah i thought so yeah Yeah. i thought so well good for you to share the stage with uh, the old man you know i figured i'd throw him a bone yeah yeah Yeah. and it's kind of like that (laughs) i i gave up you know a long time ago because the the pressures of raising kids and you know like you're doing five different jobs yeah try to do one good one and what, what happened is, you know, you end up, you're so stretched thin that you can't be, uh, you can't compete at a certain point. You got to, you, you know, and, uh, or I couldn't. Yeah. This is, stand-up comedy is vicious, vicious. It's hard. Yeah. And I got to this point where they really liked me here back then. Mm-hmm. And it was intimated that. I was one of their favorite comedians, and Doug Stanhope was like their other favorite comedian, and Stanhope didn't have a family to feed, mm-hmm. and he didn't have to work eight different jobs, and so he was coming in with new material every time he showed up, Okay, and I couldn't do that anymore, and it just, it just broke me. I just went, I, I, can't, I can't go in there and give him my half-assed, half-baked stuff anymore, Yeah, and so I didn't want to do this, because this is... I don't know. You said it was a sport, but this is art. This is like an extremely interesting art form. That's and to when you create something, I don't know. Well, um, you said you were doing the trading after you after this happened, and you had a little <laughs> breakdown. Yeah, and then <laughs> you're laughing. That was a true story, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was there a second, you know, backup plan? No, no. No, that's a desperate man. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, I had nobody t- else to help. I had to support a family of five myself. Yeah, with uh, you know no skills, no job skills, no degree, uh-huh. nothing, and that that choo choo train just keeps running, saying 
you got more bills, you got more bills, you got more bills. And I had to feed these guys. Yeah. And so I just did whatever it took, and I had to give this up for a while. Joe, did you have any, how, I don't know how old you were when this was happening. Did you have any idea what was going on? Well, I learned from his mistakes and married a doctor. <laughs> so in some ways, Good I for you. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I don't know if I... No, I mean... No, because there's... There's... It's... Yeah, Joe did. You know why? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because our house, with that much stress, was a friggin' nightmare of scream festivals. Yeah. Uh, you know, the tension of being poor... Mm-hmm. And being living on the edge, the fringe of poverty, it drives most people to divorce. And my wife and I stayed together and fought through this thing. But the, what I didn't realize was the damage it does to kids. Sure. When you fight in front of your children. Yeah, well, that's why my wife is now my ex-wife. So yeah. they're... Because <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't do that. that yeah. Childhood should not be a thing where you're afraid that mommy and daddy are going to that that are they're they're hurting you know it wasn't violent there wasn't you know fists flying yeah. but there was a lot of crying and a lot of screaming sure pressure's a bitch and crying watching mommy scream and cry or watching daddy scream and cry that's that's a horrible thing to do to a child yeah and uh joe addresses a bit of that in this show do you <laughs> and it's and it's weird to watch you know to sit in the back and go, i bet but I, I already knew I was a shitty parent. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard him say that before, Joe? What, that he was a shitty parent? Yeah. I emailed Joe yeah. so many times apologizing um, that and, and your sisters mm-hmm. that they don't even want to hear about it anymore. It's just, would you stop doing that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. I did it wrong. I didn't want to. I wanted to do it right. So you, you, Joe, you ended up in comedy because of this fucked up. Or no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, what about your sisters? What are they doing? Um, well, yeah, one's, one's well, should I not be one, asking that? No, one's a singer songwriter, <laughs> and she's amazing. And she's an amazing singer. Give her a plug. What's her name? Uh, Megan Larson. Check her out online. Uh, she ha- she writes some incredible songs. She won an award by the uh, from the Grammy Association for one of the songs she wrote. Awesome. And uh, the voice, if you want a voice, she's doing commercial work. Uh, so that's a voice already. But I mean, you what are, she you got does, a of where it came from at the start of the show. Right, you did right there. Thank right, you. right. Yeah. We're gonna make that into a ringtone. It's gonna yeah. be uh, <laughs> it's gonna those be guys big. that do the. Um, and I want oh, you to know that was just. That's just coming off the top yeah, of my head. That's that's not even planned. No, well, no doubt. What, what's, that's the kind of stuff you can see in this club. That's, that's <laughs> genius. That is the genius that is Elliot Max. Yeah. And no, those guys. And I, and I say that with all humility. <laughs> that I know. That's I can just, tell. Yeah, that's just a bit of the genius you're going to see here. In that, yeah. I do songs about people peeing on each other. Oh, that yeah. you're going to love. You're going to. It's a love song. Beautiful love song. I who are those? Who are those guys that do the uh, auto tune? Auto tune the news. news? Yeah, Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, I I don't know those guys. uh, You know they did the uh, ain't nobody got time for that. That uh, that was a thing that was in the news a couple weeks ago. And of course the um, The rapist. Yeah, in Lincoln, there's a rapist in Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. So yeah, once they get a hold of uh, the no laugh track song, it's it's top of the charts. All right, iTunes number one. All right, yeah. I'm good with that. I don't know who gets the money from that, but uh, straight to number one.
<laughs> oh, there we go. Is that is that candid enough? <laughs> A photo's being taken, and Elliot was hamming it up. Yeah. So, so the, uh, now there's one more sister. Did we say what she's doing? Yeah, she was going to be. This was my wife and I's hope. Yeah, because we had a comic normal. and a singer, and we went, "Christ, they're going to live with us till they're 40 yeah. mm-hmm. You know, and they didn't. They no. both moved out there because one thing they did learn. Is we don't want to be around They're, these people yeah, anymore. Right. <laughs> now, there's an amazing toughness to these kids, and that's a really great thing. But my youngest, she graduated college. She was going to be a teacher. She Everything, to graduate school, got into some really good ones. Everything was cool, and we're like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. On her graduation party, at, on graduation day from the University of Washington, yeah. she says, Dad, I want to have dinner with my new boyfriend of like three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. He's doing a gig. He's He's a guitar player. And we want you to uh, see see his gig, you know, so he can show you what he does because you've never seen it. Yeah. I was introduced to him once, and this guy is good. uh, Before he'd met my daughter once, I was introduced to him as... The uh, from the, the next yeah. Jimi Hendrix. That's how good this guy is. He is a phenomenal guitar player. Aaron and the Way is the, it, for the plug. You look up Aaron and the Way and you will see something that you've, you haven't seen since Hendrix. Really? Yeah. Really. Wow. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a father-in-law thing. Yeah. So they're still together. My sister, or my, my, my sister, my daughter... On her graduation day, the best day of our life, we'd go to this fancy restaurant, and uh, she's acting weird. And I go, what's going on? Why are you so weird? It's a great day. Your boyfriend's show is going great. She says, well, we've got to talk. Okay, what's up? Uh, Dad, we're married. They'd known each other three weeks. And did I break the mic? I'm sorry. Uh, no, we're good. Oh, and uh, that was, she did it in public. So all you can do is smile and go, congratulations. That's a fabulous thing. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. You married a rock and roll guitar player. That's just great. Ooh. I just spent $30,000 getting you through college, so you, our last hope. <laughs> our last hope. The could go into hope. show business, too. This was uh, about a year ago, yep. and right now she's five months pregnant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get married because she was knocked no. up. No, they no. they decided to get knocked up afterwards. Right. <laughs> They thought, you know, we haven't done anything completely insane in, what, four months? Yeah. We should probably get knocked up. We should probably get knocked up. We still don't even know each other's middle names. Uh Uh-oh. But let's get knocked up. So now they're knocked up and going to have a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, he, I'm just hoping that, uh, right now, actually, to give you an idea where he's at, his first album is going to be coming out pretty soon. And uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot, you remember? I like big butts and I cannot lie. I cannot lie. lie, of course. He's producing it. <laughs> so to give you an idea, uh, yeah. there, there's actually uh, some credibility. Sure. Here. There's some money behind it. And I think Aaron's going to be very, very big. But they're still nuts. They're crazy people. Yeah. 
They're the craziest of the bunch. Yeah, that's the weird part. Is they just yeah. they hid. She hid under that. Yeah, no one saw this one coming. The clearly, veil of normalcy. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. of all you guys, right? Yeah, but I'm happy for it. This is a good thing because they. When I see them, Joe doesn't agree with me necessarily, but I see him more often than he does because he's three thousand miles away. And when right. I see the look of in their eyes, I don't care. Yeah, uh, they there's a beautiful connection aww love. aww so it's cool well that is cool smack the shit out of them and you want to smack the shit out of them you know yeah. what that's cool too yeah. <laughs> I have a sister I've, I know I've seen, that's cool too <laughs> I've seen people married 40 years and I look and the way they look at each other I go dude that's sad yeah. you wasted your whole life being married to somebody you don't even like yeah mm-hmm. and if they have one year of joy, man, that's a beautiful thing. It absolutely is. I want to, uh, before we run out of time, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. this did get really Arsenio, didn't it? <laughs> hey, uh, more <laughs> You know, let's we're gonna head, we're gonna throw it over to the dog pound and get some. Uh, no, um, I want to know about the working on cruise ships. You mentioned it briefly, and I know that stuff from uh, looking you up online. I know that you've yeah. spent a lot of time on the sea. I yeah. Uh, Tell me what. Yar, man. I got fired. Yar. I got, Tell me what you can. I got fired from Disney Cruise Line. Uh huh. In the middle of working for them, um, it took me six months to get my luggage back from them. Uh, they, I was going to work for them for one week, a week off, and then another week. That mm-hmm. was the contract. Well, why ship all your luggage back home when you're going to be back in a week? So I left it, and it's it's common practice. Okay. They didn't tell me they were going to fire me in between. So six months later, you know, of, of a lot of red tape, I finally get my luggage back. But what happened is that fucking mouse. All right. I, <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying anything about Mickey. All right. You know, because he's a children's entertainer. And, you know, I know what the Pee Wee Herman, Jack, and often, uh, you know, that we all have our dark side. Sure. All right. Mm hmm. But that fucking mouse, he's bad. Yeah? No. No, you... you what get... don't we know about Mickey? Nazi. No, it's not Nazi, well, Joe. It's <laughs> it's just... There's some things that go on with the Mouseketeers that I don't want to talk about in public. <laughs> and if you're thinking if you want your daughter to be a Mouseketeer, think twice. Because, okay. Because, you know, it's sweet little mouse, that's a six-foot-tall mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and he's strong and he's got that smile permanently pasted on his face but yeah you know how you don't trust I, I don't trust a per- we had permanent grin when i was a kid and we watched him reproduce you can go from one mouse to like 500 mice in a month mm-hmm. you know what two mice to five <laughs> there you go <laughs> yes. and he's done some things to the musketeers that it's sad. He's back there, you know. You know that voice is all put on. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds like Tom Waits on a bad drunk. He's just like, yeah, fucking kids. I show you, motherfucking kids. I'm fucking yippee, mini. Fuck that shit. I'll kill him. Fuck you. you know, Hi, kids. You know, and I tried to stop him one night. You know, he was, had this young character. I'll end you, fucking Max. I'll end you. I know people. <laughs> Fucking Walt crossed me. You know where he is. His head's in a jar somewhere. There. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mickey, Mickey is, yeah, he's some bad, he's, he's bad business. I don't want to say any more about Mickey. No. Though. 
But I got canned from there. Are you going to go back work on some more cruise ships? For Mickey? No. No, but other but ones. Other ones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are some wonderful cruise lines out there, and specifically the two I work for <laughs> are are different from all the rest. They're yeah. beautiful lines, and uh, and I won't even say their names, uh, but you know who you are, and I love you deep. No, I will. Let's have a big shout-out <laughs> to Holland America and Princess Cruise Lines. Different from every other cruise line, the best <laughs> cruise lines in the world. This is something, I want to ask you guys about something. This is something I meant to ask about Sean Patton last week, and we just didn't get to it. Um, this was nearly breaking news, and now it's just old, but I'm going to do it anyway. Adam Carolla, he, uh, he recently told the New York Post that dudes are funnier than chicks while promoting his new book. And that he insisted he doesn't hate working with women, but they're always uh, the least funny members of the various writing staffs of which he's been a part of. Wow. Go ahead. Comment on that one. If well, you... I, uh, I couldn't agree with him more. <laughs> um, no, the, the, neither dudes nor chicks are funny. Funny people are funny. People that work really hard at being comedians and honing their craft and uh, kicking ass at it. Are funny now. General, uh, if you look at uh, how many guys there are in comedy versus women there are in comedy, it's probably a ninety ten. Right. Right. Yeah. And now, why is that? Because there are on the earth more women than men. It's not a genetic thing; it's a social thing. Okay. Socially, women are in in American society are pushed to be pretty. If you look back to your middle school and your high school experiences, the popular girl was not the funny girl. She was the pretty girl. No. If you look back to your high school and middle school experiences, the popular guy was the funny guy. So there's a societal push, I think, for men to be funnier than women or to learn that skill set uh, to gain popularity and get laid. Because no woman's – women don't get laid off of being funny. They get laid off of being pretty. There's right. A, there's a different societal push. So when he says something like that, it's blanket and stupid. Yeah. And there are – some of the funniest people in the world are women. Yeah. Uh, out of this town alone, there's Jackie Cash and Mary Mack and, and uh, um, Maria Bamford, who are three of the funniest comedians in the country. And I'm sure there's even more out of this city that I, I'm neglecting to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said – He's he's completely wrong that any gender is funnier than than the other. It's people that work very hard at being funny are very funny. How many times have you been answer, asked that question? I have such a great answer. None. None. <laughs> wow, that was on top of your head. I just re- I read that just like the other like last week. There's every comedian on Facebook's posted something about it. Oh, they have. And all okay. of these women are like, "Fuck it, Adam Carolla is not funny." And it's like, "Well, that's stupid yeah. because he is funny. He is funny." Uh, so, but. To have a reactionary statement like that and not actually think about it is what frustrates me. And you see that so many often, so often as people just react to it. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, well, how about you think about what he's saying and think about what that actually means and use this as sort of a learning experience of like, okay, somebody said something controversial. How could that be true? How could that be false? How could that be justified in this society? And what does that say more about our society than this one guy? Why be so stupidly reactionary? Yeah. Well, so, that's the uh, beauty. That's right. That's what. That's my thoughts on it. Of the internet. Um, I've been in this business thirty-five years, and I think the point is missed. There are essentially three types of funny people. There is the comic. Mm-hmm. The comic says things funny. 
comedian says funny things. And a comedian is a woman. <laughs> Thank you, good night. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> How do you turn these mics off? Oh Just my <laughs> god. I don't even know if I should go on. <laughs> Boy. Fellas, thank you. Thank you. It was great to meet you. I, I don't think we've met before. and no. um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I hugged you right away, though, and I, it seemed like you'd met me before. <laughs> yeah, did you notice? Because I, right. yeah. I felt it, too. Well, no. It's, yeah. The, the erection was uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's guest is going to be Tim Bedore. He's hilarious. Yeah. And we're going to record that on uh, Tuesday night because next Wednesday is the 4th of July. So, guys, thank you. Good luck the rest of the week. There's no laugh track. <laughs> and you can. We hope you come back. <laughs> Bring a snack. <laughs> and a half rack. Because it's no. It's no. It's no laugh track.